So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to the following brokers. Ameritime Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster. Yeah, that's a big one. 11,000 agents. Plum Tree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, and Agent Strong all have taken action and negotiated steep discounts on Rebus University's award-winning courses for all of their agents. And if you're an agent at one of these companies I just mentioned, and you're not on Rebus University learning from the best in the universe on how to close more deals and make more commissions, you need to go there now. Go to rebusuniversity.com and see the smoking discount that your company has negotiated for you. If you want unpublished pricing for all of your agents like these brokers have done, Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply pick up the phone and text or call Catherine Brower at 843-749-9900. And now for the review of the day. Massive meat and potatoes, five stars by Moscato Realty. I love how you just give massive amounts of actionable content, no fluff, just the good stuff. I like how you ask the hard questions about ECI and net profits from all the agents. There's nothing better to invest your time in than this podcast. Awesome, Pat. Keep doing what you do. Five stars, Moscato Realty. Thank you, Moscato. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today coming from Burbank, California, home of the Ellen Show. I know the only time I was in Burbank, uh, my wife and I got tickets to go see Ellen. And uh, this guest is actually sitting in his office looking out at Universal Studios uh, or Warner Brothers Studios or whatever, or, you know, where they line up for Ellen. And uh, anyways, a side note there. So without further ado, a real estate expert in his own right and uh, someone we're going to talk about all things real estate with with regards to today's market, what's happening in both residential and commercial real estate. I'm excited today to welcome Brian Hennessy. Brian, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you for having me, Pat. Really appreciate it. Hey, Brian, why don't you give our guests a little rundown on yourself so they get to know you better? Okay. Uh, I've been in the commercial real estate end of the biz for over 30 years, and I've done a a bunch of different um, positions in it, 
primarily brokerage, but I was also an acquisition person for six years where I went around the country buying properties and uh, also had my own syndication company for a few years and been involved in different aspects of it, asset management, et cetera. So uh, now I'm into uh, helping people uh, get educated about it, train them about it. And I have a couple of books out and a video course that I'd be happy to talk about uh, later on with you if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. And now you've got a good story in that you uh, actually went, uh, you were in uh, commercial real estate for 12 years. You decided uh, one of your biggest clients hired you to be their purchaser. Uh, and you started buying uh, some commercial stuff yourself. And then uh, you got your head kicked in. And I, I kind of want to, you know, everybody loves to learn from other people's failures so that they can, so they don't have to fail themselves. So if you don't mind, could you share that story? Absolutely. It, as I like to say, it's always easier and cheaper to learn from others' mistakes. Absolutely. So after, actually it was 18 years of being a commercial broker, one mm -hmm. of my uh, good clients asked me to join him and help him to grow his real estate investment firm. And I went over there as an acquisition person thinking it was going to be a very easy slide because I had been in the business for 18 years, know, knew all about the properties, etc. And what I found out when I got there, it was actually a very different role than being a commercial broker. And the first couple of transactions that I got involved with were couple of large office properties in Dallas, Texas, and it was being sold or they were being sold by a Canadian investment firm. And the what vice year president- was this, Brian? Uh, this was probably 2003. Okay. Okay. And um, the vice president of the Canadian investment firm that was selling it to it, selling them to us, found out very quickly that I was a novice at being a, a buyer of properties and quickly took me to school and What's it was that mean? he just just negotiated against you kind of like you, just, you uh, overpaid for it no i don't think necessarily looking back of the you know the hindsight of looking what's back took you to always, school mean i mean you'd have been you've been in biz 18 years so like how did what, what do you mean by that like what did they do did they lie to you because we're trying to learn here from sure sure it, yeah basically there's so much information that you need to uncover when you're buying uh, leased investments. Mm. And that goes for multifamily, office, industrial, retail. I, I don't really care what it is. You, you still need to drill down and you need to peel back the layers to find out what's really going on. And my problem was I didn't know what I didn't know. So I thought I knew a lot of stuff about it, but uh, there was a lot of things I didn't know. And what happened was he was very good at putting things off because every day I had a list of questions. So I had three or four legal pads on my desk and I was trying to write down what questions I asked of who and who owed me what information. And as the due diligence period wore on, here I was trying to keep track of all this stuff. And I was getting harangued by the investor uh, the real estate attorney, his accountant, uh, his banker needed information, and I just couldn't wait for the process to end. I would just be laying awake at night 
Did I ask this question? You were buying this for yourself or you were buying it for your... No, the the investor I just went to work for. Okay. Okay. So you were going to own a percentage of it. You were like an an employee of him, basically. At that time, yeah. So what happened was I, I finally made it to the end. We got the deals closed. And about two weeks later, I'm walking into the office and one of the people that worked there said, hey... He wants to talk to you about some questions he has about, you know, our our new investments. So I went into the office and he told me to take a seat and he closed the door behind him. And after a long silence, he said, I can't believe you missed all the information that we've been looking for. What happened? And I was kind of stunned because as he started giving me the stuff that they were missing, I realized, oh my gosh, these are things I asked for, some of the things I didn't ask for. And then he finally said to me at one point, hey, I think I made a bad mistake hiring you as an acquisition person. And I was humiliated. I just felt embarrassed. And I said, yeah, you're right. I, 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 I really screwed up on this. I'm really sorry. I won't let it happen again. So that night when I went home, I was laying awake in bed saying, I'm not going to let this happen again. What can I do? And I decided at that point I was going to make a reference manual that had all the questions I had to ask, the issues I had to visit, create checklists, and just keep a running list of all the new things that came up and lessons I needed to learn. And I did that over a six-year period. And what happened was, and there was a lot of them because we bought over 9 million square feet, just a small little group of us. And really had to be on our A game because some of these properties were very large in portfolios. So you still had the same amount of uh, time to go through the due diligence period. You got 30-day due diligence, 30-day. You're talking now about the the same one with the guy that fired you. Was no, he didn't fire him. me. He didn't fire me. I was still working for him. He, he figured, hey, he, he went to school, so he's, he's learning this stuff. And I was good at digging up properties. Oh, okay. So then yeah. you redeemed yourself. Right. With another nine million, the- yeah, right. We had about five hundred thousand feet at that point, and we were growing, and we were growing fast. Okay. So, so he kept on, and then he, and then, and then you wrote this checklist, let's say, or this book, and uh, you started implementing said book uh, or said checklist on everything else you bought, and right. that that has a better ending. Well, yeah. What happened was uh, at one point. I exited and started my own syndication company. And then when I went back into commercial brokerage, I wasn't sure how to differentiate myself. So I decided to take my uh, reference manual that I created and create a handbook out of it for investors and put it on Amazon really purely for marketing purposes. I never thought I was going to sell one copy, really. And I I wouldn't even pay the 150 bucks to get it formatted because I knew it was never going to sell anything. And then when it got up there, it started selling some. So I thought maybe if I took this seriously, I could sell more. So I formatted it, got a professional cover design, added some stories to it, and it took off. And it ended up becoming a number one uh, bestseller commercial real estate books on Amazon. And I say that not to pat myself on the, on the back so much as I think that that information is really, really important to investors and what happened in other real estate professionals. And what happened is people started saying, hey, I'm leaving a lot of money on the table by not knowing this stuff. And that's how it, 
it started. So I love teaching it because it's gratifying when people tell you, hey, I really got a lot out of it. It's been super helpful and thanks for sharing. So, Okay, so let's let's get some meat and potatoes today because I always want people to like take away from this, like to be able to actually write things down and say, I'm going to implement this, let's say, without necessarily buying the book, right? Like, can we talk about maybe like the top three things that people, and, and again, you know, 70% of our listeners are residential real estate agents. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the top three or four things that residential real estate agents need to know about commercial real estate and, and you know, and not getting their heads kicked in if they're doing a side deal that's commercial or they're considering selling a couple single family homes and buying a little strip center or something themselves. Can, can we talk about like the top three here? Sure. What would the first one be, you think? Not valuing the property correctly. Okay. So we'll talk, tell me what that means and how one should value a commercial property. Let's say I get a call. I'm in Tupelo, Mississippi. I get a call from somebody. They're like, hey, you know, I know you're a residential real estate agent, but I want you to sell this, this commercial piece. I need you to tell me what it's worth. What have I got to do? Well, first thing you want to do is find out where it is and what the competition is there, what they're asking, sale comps, lease comps, garner as much information as you can on the property. And then find out by getting the numbers exactly, you know, how the numbers work on it. And if it's in the ballpark of what your competition is and what have you, then you can either decide to make an offer or go out and see the property. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text Toolbox to 444-999. That's Toolbox to 444-999. I tell people, do your homework. They want you to list it, let's say. So you have to determine whether you're going to list it. If you list it, you don't want to list it for too much. Otherwise, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So uh, you want to, yeah, yeah, you you want to make sure that, um, you know, you're in the ballpark in terms of what the competition is doing over there and um, where it fits into the, it's competitive set, meaning the other properties that it competes against. Another biggie that I see is not understanding the lender underwriting requirements for it. And I still see people get into the properties and they're, they're, 
thinking that they can get one type of loan when in fact the lender says we can never make that type of loan and they're waiting until after they've done a you know either tied up the property or or deeper into the process but before they even find out if in fact they can get the kind of loan that they're looking for to put on that so i always tell people just it doesn't necessarily mean you have to give them the exact address tell them this is the property it's in this area what this is the the status of the you know lease amount here are the expenses it's the the in-place rents are at or above or below market at this certain percentage what kind of a loan can i look to put on this property mm-hmm. and they'll give you an idea but without doing that you're just shooting from the hip okay what else you gotta look out for the biggest thing i see with people especially if they're newer at it is assuming that there's no issues in the leases and there can be a bunch of different trip wires and landmines sitting in there that if you're not paying close attention to it can end up blowing up on you and a lot of times people just assume everything's okay and that's a dangerous thing to do let's mm-hmm. say for example you've got a tenant in there that occupies 25 percent of the property or whatever and they have an option to extend their lease but you didn't pay attention and it says that they can uh, extend their option at a fixed option rent that is way below market well that kind of screws up your value that you got to live with for another five years. Maybe they have a termination provision in there that they can terminate after a few years. Um, Maybe there's a refurbishment allowed that you you need to be aware of that is in there that if they exercise their option, then you need to give them, you know, $35,000 or whatever to refurbish your thing that you didn't look for and find out. So you ask the the, uh, seller for a credit. I mean, these numbers can get very big is, 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 what I tell people, and if you're not careful, you could they could blow up on you if you haven't done your homework ahead of time and really drilled down. And that's the that's the value and the beauty of learning how to do due diligence up front. Because really, you make your money on the buy, you're realizing its value on the sale. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So give me one more. What uh, what what's something else that uh, you could see a lot of people making a mistake with? Uh, another uh, big one is not walking all the units or the suites or whatever the case may be, whether it be multifamily, office, industrial, retail. A lot of times a seller will give you resistance and say, uh, no, you're not walking all those apartments. Uh, That's too disruptive to my tenants. I don't even know if we have a deal yet. And to me, that's a big red flag. The first thing I say to him is, what do you got to hide? Well, I don't have anything to hide. Okay, well, then you shouldn't have a problem with me taking a look at the, the units. And depending upon the size of the units, maybe if it's like, let's say they're over 30 units or 50 units, you, know, you don't know. He, he might have one or two of those have mold damage that is out of service, and he's been taking the appliances out and other fixtures, and, and now you have to go in and redo an entire unit or a couple of units. So I'll tell, I tell people, and, and here's an example. I was buying a, a hotel property in Dallas again. It was a large hotel property, fairly large, 377 rooms. And I was buying from a very well-known international uh, hotel company. And I told them I needed to walk all of the, 
the guest rooms. And they said, no, that's way too disruptive. We'll let you walk 25% of them. Well, Got meanwhile, I'm, I'm super busy in, uh, interviewing the vendors and what have you. And one of the vendors says to me, you know that this hotel has a number of rooms out of service due to mold issues. And I said, no, I wasn't aware of that. Do you know how many? And he says, I don't. And I said, okay, well, thanks for letting me know that. As soon as they left, I picked up the phone and I called the seller. And I said, if we're not allowed to walk each and every one of these rooms, I'm canceling the escrow. And he said, okay, fine. So what happened was we ended up walking all the rooms. Turned out there was 55 rooms that had mold issues, some of which I wouldn't even walk into. It was so bad. Out of how many? 377. Okay. I got a $2.5 million discount off the price. Mm. Now, does that mean I, I might not have gotten it after the fact, but I probably would have had to sue them, years of litigation, and who knows how long it would have taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah by, absolutely. But by insisting upon that, I was able to get it done and move forward with it. So that's the importance of it. There's a bunch of stories I've heard and experienced over my career that uh, – you know, just illustrate that exact point is there are people, and I'm not saying all sellers are bad out there, but there's just some pe people that are just will not disclose everything. You know, your job is to see what in fact are the issues and the problems and to make sure you're minimizing your risk as, as much as possible. It's like Warren Buffett said, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. Risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. Indeed. Ain't that the truth? And now a word about Rebus University, the future of real estate training from Buddy Blake of Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Pat, this is Buddy Blake with REMAX Essential. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked, but I wanted to call you and thank you and your team at uh, Rebus University. We did the listing agent university and listing specialist course. I did it myself months ago, and I will tell you that that was one of the most informative systems I've ever done. It is meat and potato stuff versus the theoretical bullcrap that you see people say and do and certainly you go to all these conventions and people show you all these whiz bang new ideas this was real in the trenches stuff and uh, i use it myself and you may not even know it but we use it for my team i have a team of about 10 and before i allow buyer agents to take on new listings and become listing agents per se be able to do listings they are required to go through this course also We've expanded it out. I have five REMAX offices, and we've got over 100 agents in our company, and a good percentage of them are now taking this course as a training program, especially new agents that we onboard that are brand new into our system. We require them before they can go on their first listing appointment to take and pass this entire course. Uh, it is the best thing that's out there right now. If you're interested in your agents having a better close ratio than any other agent competing in your market, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified like Buddy Blake does.
So I highlight and underscore constantly the importance of learning due diligence because uh, a lot of people think they're doing due diligence, but a lot, most of the time they're just barely scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of issues that can be uncovered. I, I tell people, you know, if you're going to assume anything, assume there's a lot of problems that need to be uncovered. Don't assume that there's no problems or no, they would never have it done that way or they would never not disclose that to me or whatever. You have to assume there's a bunch of issues that you have to uncover. And if you take that approach when you're conducting due diligence, I will tell you that you're going to be much better prepared. You're going to sleep better at night when you're going through it. You're going to be a lot less stressed when you make that decision to buy or not to buy. Wow. Yeah, I love this. Okay, so so let's talk a little bit about your course. Tell me about your course. What's included in it, and what can someone expect from it? Because uh, I'm I plan on putting a link in your show notes. Okay, great. The course I go into a deep dive as to how do you conduct due diligence, what you should be looking for. I give stories and examples of how to apply those uh, principles, tactics, strategies. So. When somebody, by the time you get through with the course, you're going to feel much more confident. You're going to uh, feel as though you can go against any seller and be able to uh, overcome any resistance they give you. You're just going to be much more confident, not only uh, as an investor, but also as an agent. I tell agents, this is a huge opportunity for you to become a true ally to your uh, clients. Uh, I'll tell you something, Pat, the, the hardest thing I had to do when I went over to the other side as a buyer was to listen to all the broker bashing going on between the 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 sellers and the buyer and the bankers. And it took me about a year, year and a half before I finally said, hey, you know what? I can kind of get now what they were getting at because a lot of brokers, when I first got into business, they told me don't Get involved in due diligence. You're going to open yourself up for potential litigation. That's now, yeah. it's the exact opposite. Right. Now, if you don't get involved, you're going to open yourself up for Yeah, right. Of litigation. course. Of course. Of course. But not only that, the, the benefit is that your clients look at you as a, as a true ally. They're like, wow, this is, thank God they found that problem. I, I might have bought that and had to deal with it after I owned it. And once you prove to them that, uh, you know what, I want to help you here. I'm, I'm one of your team members, and I'm going to help you get through this. And you bring up a problem. Hey, maybe there's an issue with this. We better find out if it's resolvable right now, because if it isn't, let's move on and, and go on to a more doable deal than this one. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, Brian, this has been a blast. I really appreciate you coming on today. I'm going to put all of Brian's information, if you guys want to reach out to him, on hybendigital.com backslash Impact. That's hybendigital.com backslash impact, uh, which is the name of his coaching company. And I'm also going to put a link to his course uh, as well as to his books that he's written about the due diligence process for commercial real estate. Brian, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. Uh, This is something that we put in our agent success toolbox that enables them to print out these things. They're all PDFs and, and, and use on a day-to-day basis. What uh, is your free gift today? Well, I was super impressed that you do that because, in fact, after uh, I'm, I'm going to go on and I'm going to see, try to get some of those goodies for myself because some of them sound really terrific. And uh, I, I thought, I think a, a great gift uh, 
for your listeners from me would be the comprehensive 14-page due diligence checklist for real estate investments that I offer. Uh, it's something that, yeah, I call it protection against failure when you're uh, out there purchasing uh, investment properties. Because what happens is, just like I mentioned earlier, there's so many things to remember that it's impossible to, to commit it to memory. It's like a pilot with a pre-flight checklist you know you want right, to go through, right yeah absolutely you know so you want to minimize your risk with it and that's this is one of the tools you can use to do that so that'll be valuable yeah hope, hopefully uh, your listeners are going to uh, enjoy that and find it a, a valuable tool in their arsenal so awesome awesome well thanks brian i really appreciate your contribution there and i wish you the best of luck in burbank california yeah uh, uh be sure and include uh the code PAT25 as the discount code because I'm offering a 25% discount to your uh, listeners who enroll in the course. So Awesome. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, thanks again for inviting me on your, your podcast here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.